Hello, you amazing human beings, and welcome to all of you, more of you. This is your podcast host, Sarah Lynn, flow state coach, behavior analyst, hatha yoga teacher, and full of juicy life experience. This podcast is designed for devoted, big visionary, high achieving human beings and entrepreneurs that are here for big things. They're building their legacies. They're leaving their unique mark in this world. And they're here to truly live and feel their best lives in the process. We are going to be diving into all things flow state, spirituality, science, personal growth and development, and entrepreneurship. I really want to create this space for you that I want all of you, your fullest expression, your fullest self, fully accepted and belonging in this space. I want all of you. I want more of you. (laughs) And I welcome you to join me in this journey. So without further ado, let's dive in. gets to really soak in your wisdom because it's powerful like 
you're you're a powerhouse, and, and but you also have a very soft side, like a very soft, tender heart and um, being. So I feel like that combination is so beautiful, which makes you such a powerful leader, mm-hmm. and then also such like a safe space for a friend. Because I know me and you and some of our drop-ins, like we've told you know we're like, hey, this is between us because yeah. this is a safe container, and there's a lot of like trust built in there, and you're just someone I know I can come to probably with like any angle of life, if it's life or business or relationships or whatever it is. And that's always like a known container. So that's yeah how I see you, and I'm just excited for you to bring that essence like into the podcast. So thanks, babe. That means a lot to me. I'm truly touched to hear that. Thank you for seeing my soft side. Yeah, <laughs> I really, really appreciate your reflections. And oh. That's one commitment that comes easy to me is commitment to growth and to experience. It's one of those things I don't even think about. In fact, when you label it a commitment, so maybe we'll explore the yeah. difference between intentional and scary commitments and commitments that come naturally today. Yeah, I I love that you said that too, of like commitment kind of being a little bit separate also from the growth and sometimes they can interweave because I feel like being, and I know this about you and me, especially a lot of the audience too, they're in the high achieving entrepreneurial space. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to resonate because that's both of us to the T. (laughs) We've been in that space and A, that's a huge fucking growth path and edge and the way I feel like me and you both have lived our lives over the last several years, if you want to kind of like introduce people a little bit of like yeah what have you been up to obviously we met in nusara costa rica we met i don't know a few months ago but share a little backstory about yourself i would kind of love to hear that like growth edge so people can welcome rachel into this podcast all the lived experience that i've had how far back should i go no um i am just landing in nusara this year and adopting it as a full-time i don't know if i want to use the word permanent home but as my home base for sure and that's quite a change and quite a step up for me in terms of my level of commitment to place because for the past three years I've been traveling completely open-endedly yeah. and working on the road and building my business and being very, 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 very spontaneous mm. and kind of haphazard and free in some ways and also yearning for like deeper connection, community, and grounding and roots too. So Yeah, I love it's so funny because when we first met, I feel like this is one of the first things we chatted about. And when I when we sat down today, like I never plan these podcasts, as you guys know, and if you guys have been listening to these for a while, and Rachel's like, all right, what's coming through? Because I told her, I was like, I've got some divine downloads that came through yesterday and this morning. And one of the first things was talking about this topic, commitment. And the reason I think it came through for me is because one of our first conversations and really what a common thread that we resonated with each other is that we have been on the road for the last three, me it's been like three and a half years, you three years, and I feel like that uh, there's a lot of freedom in that and there's been a lot of like lived experiences and different lifetimes and people we met, but then also talking about how we both have been pulled to kind of commit more to a home base. Yeah. So it's been an interesting topic of this term commitment. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to chat a little bit about it, like, yeah, what does commitment even mean to you in that sense? I know. I'm really glad that we're talking about this topic today because yeah. it's been actually, as I reflect, a whole theme of my life this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just home and choosing where to land. It's also been a yeah. big theme in my business. It's mm-hmm. a theme in dating because that's what I desire in relationship now. Um, mm-hmm. It's a theme in commitment inwardly into the kind of mindset and attitude that I'm cultivating towards life, which of course fuels all the other areas of my life. Definitely. And just realizing the power of it and how, you know, from my perspective, committing is like 
the most creative thing we can do because mm-hmm. it creates. Like it's that powerful when you say, I will have this or I'm choosing this or, yeah. you know, like I'm going to create this, then you will. Like that's what it takes and that's what it means to me is like actually one of the deepest expressions of power uh, and creation that we have and should be exercising, not to use the, the dirty should word, but like kind of should be exercising yep. thoughtfully. I love it. I love that so much because commitment too, I can like really align with that. It's been, I think, and I would love to be curious to think how commitments kind of evolved for you because I bet three years ago or within these travels that you've been doing mm-hmm. that that really kind of had a different connotation and energy to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like how is that showing up like throughout, like we'll, we'll go back to this space that you're in now because I feel like me and you are both in a very similar place in that, yeah. uh, which will be a fun conversation, but how was that commitment I would say like a year ago, three years ago, when you started kind of traveling and moving around in your business. Like as we're talking about this, I'm just wondering, is there anyone who isn't afraid of commitment on some level? And then I'm thinking about all the people who haven't traveled who just like, you know, kind of stay unwittingly or unconsciously committed to their hometown or to the first job they got out of college or whatever. And you know, I'm really that's not really a commitment to me. That's like path of least resistance. Yep. Right? And so to me, commitment is something that requires a lot of choice and it requires a lot of opt-in mm-hmm. from you and it represents like, you know, two or multiple paths and you having to discern which is mm-hmm. which is the one you're gonna go for. And so once you've sort of elected and the thing is like when I started traveling and living nomadically, it wasn't intentional. That was not something that I committed to intentionally. Yeah. It happened organically, it was the pandemic, I had so sent all my stuff home from England where I was living because mm-hmm. I was planning to quit my job and start a business back in the United States mm-hmm. and was having the last hurrah backpacking and saving money in Thailand yeah. in March 2020. Wow. And um, at that junction, I quit my job even though I knew the pandemic was about to start. The signs <laughs> were all there and I was like, fuck it, I don't need my salary or job security. I would say there's a commitment then there, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm committed to not doing this anymore and we're going with the unknown. It's so weird. Like, what is a commitment even? Because that was just like a free, that was like a cliff jump or like a risk and I love risk. I love jumping off cliffs. That to me is not like, commitment has this sort of like heavy feel. It yeah. feels like a thing I can't get out of and like jumping off a cliff and like it's Exercising trust is something that I actually love to do. <laughs> and I can't resist doing a lot of the time. It's an interesting balance, and I'm glad that you brought that up of like the spontaneity, because I feel like me and you both share that, right? People are like, I, I, even before we sat down and I turned on the podcast, you're like, is Mike on? I'm like, no, not yet. And I was like, I have so much to tell you, because me and Rachel didn't do like a deep dive personal drop in. I was like, bitch, I have so much to tell you, like what we saw each other a few days ago, a week. And I'm like, so much happens in a week because of the amount of spontaneity I welcome in. And I feel like, it's interesting because, right, you said commitment almost has this heavy energy to you. Yeah. And I've kind of been like unraveling and unpacking that mm-hmm. and you know, being like, wow, actually, commitment, that is how I've perceived it for a really long time because it's felt kind of heavy and scary. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm like trying to almost reframe it for myself of like, commitment can actually bring us the most freedom when we dive in. And it's all, what's almost coming through right now is it can like bring us the most stability in a way. And I feel like, it's been fun exercising the spontaneity and like moving around in this lifestyle that me and you both have. And I'm talking about lifestyle, like obviously it's looked different like business-wise, relationship-wise, potentially, you know, going down all these paths, but 
yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's like commitment, right? Like we're committing, but sometimes my in my commitment, there's a lot, there's been in the past a lot of spontaneity, which I know for you, you're like, ooh, jumping off the cliffs. Like it's the thrill, it's the rise. Yeah, that's interesting. When I think about it now, I think about commitment as choosing to pour into something and to carry it forward. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, what I was doing was quitting my job. Yeah. That felt amazing. I was so ready for that. I love that. But I wasn't committing to the next thing. I knew I wanted to start a business, but what actually happened was for the next six months, I kind of floated around Southeast Asia and my parents' house in Mexico and didn't do a whole lot on that front. So I quit something, but I didn't even really commit to something else. Do you feel like there was subconsciously, or maybe not a commitment of like, I'm starting a business right now, or what, what do you feel like maybe was the underlying tone of like committed to because I had a period that was very spontaneous when I was traveling before I started my business, right? Mm-hmm. It was very unplanned, unintentional, COVID hit. It, like we had similar but different experiences yeah. in that. Do you feel like for me personally, it was almost like I was committed to self-exploration mm-hmm. and exploring more of who I was in myself and really just finding the depths of the truth of where I was at at that point in my life without all the conditioning, without all of the societal expectations and things. I'm curious for you, like in that time, like do you feel like there was like an underlying maybe commitment where it wasn't like I'm pouring myself into this, but maybe on a personal level or something? Yeah, it definitely wasn't intentional if there was. Maybe I just needed that time to rebound from having been in a really like heavy work position that I sort of burned out from a few times. Yeah. Um, and maybe I needed that. Maybe I unconsciously committed to a bit of unwinding and just soul exploration and breath out and yeah. exhale. But I will say that the next time I became conscious of making commitment was when I realized that this business that I wanted to see to fruition or wanted to start actually yeah. wasn't going to go anywhere if I didn't have more skin in the game and I didn't put more into it. I love that you're saying that right now because both of us as business owners in the coaching space and the entrepreneurial space, there's like this side where I feel like it's either people are kind of treating it as a hobby mm-hmm. or they're actually like, no, this is like a business right like these are different energies so like I love that you were like yeah I realized I needed to put more skin in the game of I feel like we kind of all have that 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 you know part of our journey because I remember I started it it was kind of this playful fun thing I was like blogging in the beginning I was traveling I was in Australia I was like I'm gonna start my business and then there was the point where I was like oh actually there's no plan b anymore because this is it yeah you know yeah it was like a cute little game of pretend like I do remember that first six months where I was like hypothetically started my business. I made a LinkedIn post about it and I actually got a client. I had clients. I had a few clients that I was charging almost no money. Um, oh my God, I love you're like a manifesting queen, <laughs> I feel like. Because when I talk to you, I'm like, damn, Rachel, fuck. It's the power of cliff jumping, for sure. That creates some energy. Um, yeah. But, but, but yeah, I, um, I, <laughs> I lost my train of thought just there. You were talking about like skin in the game. You were talking about skin in the game. You said you realized when you wanted to put more, that was like the first edge to like, like I knew I was consciously committing to something. Gotcha. Right. Right. And for me in business, that has been the pattern that I've needed to put skin in the game. And apparently like my reputation and my future security and like income were not enough (laughs) skin in the game. I needed to make an investment personally Mm -hmm. and get some support. So I'm very wary of like, giving the idea that people need to like hire a coach to do anything in life. But yeah. for me, the whole thing changed when I put, a, to me, a very significant chunk of change towards a business coach and yeah. just threw in and was like, okay, I have to make this work. And now like, I don't have a choice, you know, I, I better figure it out. 
how was that commitment for you when you like decided to really like switch over to that energy? It's amazing. I mean, talk about commitment being creative. I filled my practice. Like we kicked off in December of 2020, I think. Yeah. And we didn't launch anything until January because of just that, the time of year that it was. Mm-hmm. But when we did, I filled my coaching practice in the first month. Like off of a single social media post. And I was so determined. I like, I don't really, yeah, whatever. I was so determined. I was like, I wanna make $10,000. And I did. <laughs> That month, like out of nowhere, you know, like this little baby coach. So um, I would say it was powerful and it paid off because of what it brought out in me, though. Like this, like extremely fierce determination mm. and this feeling that, like, I've, I, I'm doing this now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little bit scary and exhilarating. Mm-hmm. And in business, that has very much been the theme. Like, it's scary, it's exhilarating, and I know I have no choice but to make it work. I think. Other types of commitment in other areas of my life, they're very different to that. I want to talk about all of them because I feel like there's anyone in the high achieving space. I and a big thing with me is like, yes, I talk about business and entrepreneurship on here too and things, and I think that's amazing. I think people are going to resonate a mm-hmm. lot with what you're saying, mm-hmm. so thank you for sharing that. And like, there's the human behind the business. So being a high achiever, right, going all in, having this fierce devotion, determination, I feel like what you said is just so spot on. Mm-hmm. When you have that, it's like keeping that drive, and we you know, we both have been through phases of burnout, so it's really being intentional to like not let that go over, right? Because right. I feel like with the high achieving archetype, we can go so in, so determined, and then that burnout can happen, but we can still have a fierce devotion where we're not in burnout, we're actually oh, yeah. feeling really good, and it's just like, a, what would you say, because you said it brought something out in you, I know fierce determination, mm-hmm. but what would you say that feeling is that like you can wake up like for me it's like I wake up every day and I can have like a feeling take over almost where it's just like that devotion and how it feels but I want to hear how, how is that for you like what is it bringing out in you when it comes to like having invested mm-hmm. money and mm-hmm. say saying I'm going to create something in my business it's a very single focus mm-hmm. it's like all I can think about briefly this thing mm-hmm. and it's not unhealthy it's like there's just so much energy channeling through me that needs to be expressed. Mm-hmm. And yes, that needs to be grounded. Yes, I need to keep like a safe, solid container for that energy to come into. I'm talking about like my physical being. Yeah, yeah. Right? And like the regulated nervous system and all those great things. And it can be a little hard sometimes when right. I'm in that state. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's really exciting, honestly. It's like, wow, there's like so much moving through me that wants to be translated and expressed. Oh, I love that. It's like the life force is just yes. like taking over. And I mean, really, we, we talk about this too because we both have very strong connections to the divine and spirit. And like, that's like a big part mm-hmm. of who we are, I feel. And it's like that energy is just like moving through us, like, you know, using our bodies and letting that kind of like channel out into strong fears, mm-hmm. determination, devotion, and like that commitment. And I like that you brought up the, the energetic exchange in terms of like an investment, right? Because that is an energy yes it's money and yes we can talk about that but that like when you make these things where it's like solidified like an investment like a move there's so many different areas you can go into like that is such a strong fierce energy Mm -hmm. that's going to channel more than you just saying something you know when people sometimes are like and i know i've been there at points in my life where i'm like yeah i got this but like i'm just saying it and if the actions aren't following through with the energies the energy is not behind it right what's manifesting in the form actually totally you know (laughs) right committing to nosara was similar and i worked similarly for me in that way because initially um 
Yeah, I'd be curious to hear more. Let me tell a little bit of that story. Please do. Please. I just plan to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in some ways it was like an easier commitment because it snuck up on me. It didn't feel like I was choosing to live here. Uh-huh. I got here in January. I was integrating after some plant medicine. I didn't fall in love with it. I wasn't like, I'm moving here. This is my forever home. Mm-hmm. I just, they say you get sucked in. I just kind of kept staying and coming back and meeting people and starting to really click and enjoy it and then one day I was like you know what if there were a longer term place for me to stay here I would take it and like the very next day <laughs> I had a place and it was beautiful it's where I live now it's my casita and it was for six months at least. which I can speak to that I, I love her casita it's so cute we just had like a nice little drop in last week and just oh my god it was so great we had like put some candles out and like it's really fresh energy there just really clean. such a good vibe yeah and like a little pool and my landlord is just having sent she's amazing they're amazing um so very grateful for that space and when i committed to it it was also actually a little scary yeah like six months was an edge for me after three years of travel i was like six months like and to give people a little reference point, like where would you say is like the longest committed place you've been those three years prior to making this <laughs> six month commitment? Because to give some framework and a reference point of that, I feel like it's huge. Okay, well, I did live four years in New York, or like just under four years in New York, but I also did like two years in Berlin, a year in London, a year in Chicago, and then prior to that, it was university and then my upbringing in one place. So after I got out of college, I was like, all over the map across my 20s yeah. for the cities and then the nomad years. Yeah. So, a lot. And a lot of apartments within each of those cities, by the way. I never had one apartment for more than like a year in my 20s. Yeah, and so when you made the six month commitment, you spoke this out into existence. Did the opportunity like come to you of this place or did you start actively looking or yeah, like how was that for you? Like when you decided, like you were like, I'm gonna commit here. I stated my openness to that possibility and okay. it came in right away. and. It's another form of investment. I'm relating it back to the business thing because it represented me committing to having some overhead, to having a lease, even if just for six months. You know, previously I always had the eject button, right? Ready to go. It's like, if my business goes totally sideways, I'll just go to my parents' house and like... Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I was like, you know, this is my third year in business. So yeah. for a coach, for any business that's really, really young, um, and for a coach in my particular niche, pretty early, I'd say, um, so it felt like, okay, that's another form of investment that I'm making and saying like, I'm going to pay rent for six months and commit myself to being able to do that and create the means and, um, have that and have a nice life alongside of it as well and make sure I can do that. Yeah. And holy shit, I can speak to the scariness because that, that's actually kind of the portal I'm in right now. So I can like resonate mm-hmm. to my current now with yours now that I, I had recently the download. It was, I got clarity maybe two days ago it was where I was realizing that I wasn't giving myself my deepest desire, which is to have my own place here and commit to long-term. I will say though, similarly to you, when I first came here, I I had never been to Costa Rica before. I've never been to Nusara. I didn't know anything about it and I didn't know anyone besides an old coach that wasn't even here at the time. So when I came, it was really me coming on a whim to like test the waters and quote unquote, create a new life. I came with the intention of creating a new life and also knowing what deep down kind of what I desired, but not sure if this was the place to to root down whatever we want to call that. And you know, I've been moving around and going to different places and kind of having just different scenarios. And I think all of that divinely happened exactly how it should, like it always does. 
But I think I reached a point recently where I was like, wow, okay, the deepest desire, like I know this is home now, right? Like after you spend, for you, those of you guys that are newer to my world or don't know this about me, me and Rachel have this overlap of both traveling. I've been traveling the last three and a half years and the longest I've stayed in a place is like three months. And I want to say three months as I spent long-term in Bali, like a year and a half, but I was hopping around islands three months, one month, two months, similar to you, like didn't have the same place, but maybe stayed in an area for a certain length of time. But like just moving around, I've had the most insane amount of homes and moves, I feel like out of anyone. And I know you can relate to that. And yeah, I kind of had a point where I was like, wow, okay, I know A, Nusara's home, because we can talk about the community piece and consistent and commitment to that of what that's created for us. Um, but I just realized I'm like wow deepest desire there is to actually have a place and fear came up mm -hmm. what you're talking about when you talk about that because I was like holy shit I didn't realize how scared of commitment I was even though it was such an interesting feeling because it's what I desire the most yeah I don't know if like you had the experience but like I actually do desire that the most I desire the long-term partnership I desire the long-term home roots place but yet I'm so fucking scared of it and that's what was coming up for me. But I know to obviously lean into that and open myself up to what that looks like. So I'm kind of in this like peak of just the home aspect. And home, Nusara has been home in the last six months for me as it's similar as it's been for you, but more about the actual sanctuary space. So do you feel you fully made the commitment then to Nusara? So I, it's funny because this, I mean, this was like two days ago, right? But being here without making that lease commitment, it was still energetically what you're speaking of. And it, to, to not like put myself in a space, I came here to test that out in the beginning. So I didn't know. I committed to a place, I think, for two months max. Mm -hmm. So I had like a lease for two months. And it was through someone else. So it wasn't even through whatever leasing agents. It's Costa Rica life here anyways. But I was realizing that there was still that safety which is weird, it's not safety, but it's like this false sense of safety of like, or, I could leave, I could go here, I could do this. And that adventurous spirit of mine mm -hmm. wasn't fully committing to, it's like crazy, because on the other side of the deepest desire is actually those things coming to fruition that we really, really want. Mm -hmm. So I, I sent my friend a voice note, he's been with me on this journey for a really long time and I was gonna chat with you today, and she was like, I've never heard you spoke about it like this, like you have so much clarity and the energy completely changed in your voice and your embodiment and it's because I just know now so it's just it's wild and and that fear can still come up so I wanted to speak to the realness of that fear because in the high achieving space right like we're go-getters we, we you have to jump off cliffs to make really big shit happen in your life and I know that similarly from both of us and that fear can still arise in someone that's confident that doesn't mean you don't experience fear it's what you do with the fear right. you know like I experienced that in my body I'm like whoa like I told my sister last night, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I want to get a place like long term here, like six months, probably minimum, you know, which is wild. And we'll see what unfolds from there. And I'm letting the divine kind of take over. But I know you, you know, you went through your experience with being like, oh, I'm committing to this place. So how was that fear for you? And how did you kind of like work with it? <laughs> I, do you even know, Sarah, that I just committed to a year lease as well? No, but this is what happens when we don't do personal drop-ins for the podcast, but also the conversations are so much more alive because it's like real time when I'm finding this out, but I just feel like I have told you. Yeah. No, I'm excited because I feel like a lot of us are in our friend circle yeah. are committing to more long-term and it's fucking exciting. 
Yeah, I signed a lease and so I'm going through another wave of it now. Um, because, so what happened for me after I settled into the six month thing was, and how long were you in USARA before you made the six month thing? I think I started my six month lease in April, like the very end of April. I must have decided that I wanted it in April. And how I long were you in January? In January okay. But I was in and out, I was out most of February and some of March, I think. Okay, okay. So January on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened with me once I settled into the six month commitment was I loved it. <laughs> I felt so good, like waking up and feeling like the lovely she in my casita and the morning light and even the construction right behind my head didn't bother me because I was so grateful to know that I had that space to like unfurl in for yeah. months. You're like, this is my construction yeah. in my house, in my <laughs> That's my hammering sound waking me up at 6 a.m. in the morning. I'm going to wake up Totally, I love this alarm clock. I'm sure. It was like, you sincerely like that. It felt so good. Yeah. And like, felt really good and um I, there has not been a moment where okay that's a lie there's been a moment where there's been urges to change and i won't say go specifically like leave or travel mm. i will just say change mm. like need for some kind of fresh energy we've talked about this before yeah. we've met up at times like oh kind of feeling an adventure i don't know yeah and i've been going through that again uh just recently Mm. And honestly, though, when I feel into it, I don't desire to travel. I can relate to this, and it blows my mind because I know, similarly to you, the urge to travel for, for three years. I mean, you were traveling for three years. It was yeah. so present. It was like on to the next. On, and I keep almost trying to find, because there's an old part of me, and I don't know we can speak to that, that used to always do that. But then when I really sit with it, I'm like, I want to stay here and I was actually going to go home to make and I was realizing and I think I chatted with you last time about this to make other people happy right yeah and I was like I don't even like I I haven't even left Nusara in these six months it's yeah. it blows my mind that I've been in a place and like Nusara by the way like it's small like you mm-hmm. know the community here but it's also big enough where it kind of feels like a playground but it's it's wild, yeah. Like, so how has that shown up for you? Like, well, I'm so curious because I feel like I'm experiencing that too. I'm like, I don't have a desire to leave. Yeah, yeah. Your desire to go like home was not. Thing. That was not like a true desire. It was not yours. And my yeah. desire to travel. It's not even about travel. It's about desire for novelty, desire for excitement, desire for something to happen that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like a soul desire. It's like a spirit desire. It's not like my body though is like, no, I don't want to get on the plane to Mexico City, I don't want to haul luggage, I don't wow. want to deal with logistics, I don't want to book things, I don't even want to eat the food there that badly. <laughs> like, all the things that might have excited That's me. That's saying a lot. Right, and given me like novelty and excitement in the past, and I will clearly want to travel again. But it's just like, it's actually, that's the desire is for something, something different. And mm-hmm. as I express that as novelty, it's occurring to me that that is what happens inside long-term relationships. That's what happens inside businesses that get humming on like a certain path or with a certain successful program over time. Like at some point, the soul or the spirit or some part of us wants something else or something new, doesn't it? Yeah. Just to shake shit up. I don't know why. We just need excitement. And I know so many people are going to relate to this, yeah. right? Because like you're even saying, like, and I feel that from your embodiment, like yeah. you don't have the desire to to leave New Sarah, but of course we like excitement and novelty and switch up, right? Because if we just stay with the same thing again and again, which I don't feel like we even do living in New 
Sarah, like there's there's switch ups like all the time. I feel like in, to some extent, but how do you feel like you've been? I don't want to say like coping or dealing with, but like what have you been doing then with that idea of knowing I don't want to, I don't need to leave, I don't have that desire to actually leave, but I do want this novelty. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's actually what a lot of people are desiring yeah. deep down. Not even maybe, and maybe they do it through travel or all these things. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I believe that deep down there's also this deep desire for novelty mm-hmm. and excitement. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, if you use your intention correctly, like every time you're on the dance floor is a novel experience because your body moves in a different way and you have a different mood and energy to express. Like, you know, there's so much novelty available to us depending on how we um, choose to experience things. Yep. But for me, you know, and that's not going to satisfy people. <laughs> you know, people are like, want me to like watch a different Netflix show and like really appreciate it. It's just not enough sometimes. Right. But I've made trade-offs using like my logic, and here's where like my logical brain is useful, is to be able to step back and evaluate that actually this long period of groundedness is creating a lot of space for me, and consistency is creating a lot of space for me, and routine is creating a lot of space for me mm. to capture and channel things that need to come out of my business, because that's really the main focus of this time frame that I'm in. I want to speak to the word space, and I want all the entrepreneurs to sit with that. Yeah. What commitment can give you, I feel like, is space in a lot of ways. And yes, I've learned, I, I call myself like a ninja master of even creating space in the change and like the drastic thing. Like it's it, because of my lived experience and flow state and all this stuff. And when we can actually commit and really, really ground and anchor in, like, man, the space, like even the space right now in this place that I'm in, it's like in a few days, the amount of spaciousness I've created. And like what you can burn from spaciousness is what you said, consistency. And you can hold more, right? I see a lot of entrepreneurs, they're like, oh, I need to cancel this, I need to shut this down for the week, or they're, they're trying to kind of band-aid things. Mm-hmm. But what we're all really desiring, I feel like, in this space is to create that spaciousness because that is where a lot can be born. So it's like actually having the growth mindset of like, let's create spaciousness versus like, Oh man, how do I patch this up? Or oh, I can't do that. Or I'm gonna say no to a million things. Like, well, actually, we can start saying yes to a lot of things, but we need to create the space. Yeah, <laughs> and um, boredom is nothing if not spacious. <laughs> yep. Right. Like this lack of novelty, this boredom is very spacious. So anyway, it's a good thing. And um, you know, I think I would have previously argued that travel inspired me, and yeah. travel gave me ideas, and travel gave me energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So the reason that's not appropriate for where I am right now is because, um, you know, I actually have to think through this as I, as I speak. Um, I think that actually now I'm able to compare this experience to that experience. It's true that travel is very inspiring. A hundred percent. And it does give you a lot of creative ideas and sometimes the energy to just go and execute on them really fast. Yep. Um, however, over time, it can drain you. It takes a lot of brain power to manage all the logistics. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty about the environment you're going to be in and whether it's supportive to the work you need to do. There's often like last-minute changes or rearrangements that have to happen in order to accommodate like technology and your setup and all these things. Mm-hmm. And so this alternate experience of grounding somewhere, getting bored, and having tons of space means that things can run relatively smoothly. Vehicles don't run smoothly at the beach in Costa Rica. Unfortunately, I go to the mechanic a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spontaneously. Um, 
but it creates space for things to run smoothly. It creates space for me to really pour into my body and it creates space in my mind where every so often I still do get the ideas. Like I get the ideas when I need to get them. And it doesn't feel as sexy and exciting because it's not like this like juicy overflow of like, we I'm in this new place and it feels so full of possibility and I'm thinking about all the lives I could live here and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like when I need to, I'll get an important download for my business and I'm there to receive it. And um, it all kind of happens in perfect timing and I then have the capacity to luxuriously work on it and not crowd it out with like menial things like booking mm-hmm. flights or going out to buy an ethernet cable for my new Airbnb or whatever the case may be. All the nomadic people are gonna be able to resonate with that too because that is that is a big part of the constant travel is logistics. That takes up a huge because you're you're rerouting your life constantly. You're, you're, logistics is a thing. <laughs> so actually a lifestyle of not dealing with logistics is gonna be so crazily new and was even a little bit here because it was just like constantly. Like I remember when I was in Bali, it was like, I lived on Airbnb. Yeah. It was insane. I was like friends with like travel. Like It just blew my mind what I was actually doing behind the scenes and being able to withhold the business and all of the things. Um, so that's like a big thing that I wanted to speak on too. Like I really feel you in that. Yeah, because that's always the most urgent thing. Like finding your next place to live is going to take priority over, of course, your foundation. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's a big distraction. Um, you know what the trade-off is though? Like when you start to ground in the space, and this is something mm-hmm. you and I have talked about, that yeah. takes more of your time and energy once you land somewhere, is intimacy and depth in your relationship. This is where this combo is going because I was just channeling through too of like the flip side of all this because what I realized, and I don't know if you can resonate with this, and we've talked we've talked about it a little bit, is that I don't want to say it was like running, but there was a fear of intimacy there because it, and at the same time I craved it so much. It was like this devil's advocate of like craving intimacy and community that I wasn't getting because I was always meeting people and then they were fucking leaving like and it was hard like yeah I had online it's like oh we'll stay in touch on Instagram Mm -hmm. or like maybe I see you and we cross paths in a year in Bali again or it just constant change of community and connections and I wasn't able to actually reach the intimacy so I was constantly just meeting new and it was fresh energy and it was exciting and fun but there was almost like a loneliness in it Mm -hmm. of that I wasn't able to reach the depth and the continuation of friendships and community that my soul so deeply desired. And I feel like connections are the main reason why we're here and a huge part of our fulfillment and happiness as human beings. So it's like I had to face and and still facing and going through this depth of intimacy mm-hmm. within connections because when you do ground in, you're here. That's just been confronting for me. Um, so <laughs> let's speak on that a little bit because this mm-hmm. is like such a juicy topic, I feel. Because what you're speaking about is like loneliness I think a lot of people who are nomadic will hear that and be like, yeah, it's so lonely, I don't know where to find friends. And like, that is some people's experience. I think for right. you, you were super social and you could plug in pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. there was a lot of actually really satisfying connections that I had. Definitely. Short term. And even because of the communities we were in Bali, that's a place where people love to drop in and talk about their childhood trauma and their chakra alignment and like all the stuff we love. And so you could go pretty deep, even with quickly. somebody you know that well, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was actually pretty satisfied um, in connection enough anyway. And like, I guess there must have been some desire. I always used to say I just wanted my baristas to know me and I wanted to know my baristas. I don't know why that was the thing that I was using. Oh, that's like, cute. I feel like it's such a, I can yeah. feel your energy in that. Yeah, I wanted that. I don't know. Cute. 
and I wanted, I did want community, and I think it was because I was thinking ahead to my future and mm -hmm. to what happens when I get sick. You know, I'm not moving anywhere near my parents, unfortunately, or my brother, or like my actual immediate family. Where's home? So people know. My family is in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, home is in yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. Okay. <laughs> uh, Upstate New Yorker. Okay. Um, take that note, please. Rachel really wants you to know that. I'm from the Northeast. That's like me. People are like, oh, you're from Wisconsin. I'm like, Milwaukee. <laughs> and I haven't lived there since I was 18. I haven't since <laughs> this many years. It's like a very known thing. So yeah, I get it. Be whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. And... But I wanted to have people. I wanted to have family. I wanted to have chosen family and to know that like, if I got sick, I could have someone help me and vice versa. That's yeah. what I was wanting. Um, and then that requires, you know, when you get into it, what was confronting is that that requires a level of care and investment of time and energy. And as you go deeper with people and you start to see them in different stages and experiences in their lives, you see things that you don't like. <laughs> you, see you start to really get to know people. And <laughs> And you have this is the layers of intimacy, though, right? It's like really getting to see people. It's not just like, hey, we connect on this, we have some good combos, we have pretty good experiences, and then we leave. Yep. It's like we know each other over time. Yeah, this is like a new thing, a portal I'm going through yep. right now. You know. What has it been like for you? Oh, for me, I mean, I I knew I was craving the intimacy and connection and community. I also knew at the same time, like, that level of commitment scared me. So it was like an exploration of going into here and, like, creating this new life when I moved here because I moved here solo. I thought I was going to be moving here with an ex-partner, and I, obviously everything rearranged exactly how it should have, and I came here alone. And I feel like for me... It's going to, like you said, you see different sides of people, but it's, and then you get to know and you get, there's like a level of comfortability you get with them. There's a way that you know them. And it's also then what I'm now navigating. And I'm not saying I've gone into, like everyone's really conscious here and really beautiful. So it's actually the most beautiful divine humans to deal with this, but it's having the uncomfortable conversations sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's having to express things it's having to be like oh i saw that side of them and then i feel this energy and okay let's maybe have a clearing conversation or maybe let's actually get curious about this or let's actually support them like family and sometimes it's seeing them going like even me like going through something really fucking rough and like being so vulnerable and open in that when they're used to maybe seeing me stay on a dance floor yeah. it, so it's just opening this level of intimacy and as scary quote unquote as that is i'm trying to dissolve the scariness around that because intimacy is what i believe we all crave and that's like a huge value of mine is like vulnerability being seen in like this chosen family concept you're talking about you know so it's um it's definitely an edge of like i feel like i haven't been rooted anywhere in three and a half years and I was a completely different human before going on this like self-development spiritual journey and mm -hmm. so now being able to have it consciously I think there's like a lot of beauty in it because it's like wow we're such self-aware humans um and to be able to speak to each other like this and relate and understand each other on those levels and there's an edge to it because it's like okay yeah we might need to go there there's something maybe a little confronting or an energy there that's like we both know to speak on this you know so it's kind of unraveling and some of this is newly new information so still integrating and some more wisdom will probably channel through with it but um yeah i've been like definitely approaching those layers of intimacy with people and it's been an uh, interesting navigation that's amazing i give you so much credit it does help that this is a community where that will be received and it will be met yeah and i think it's also such a small community that you have no choice but to tend to those relationships in that way 
because you're going to see that person for a long time and being in intimate spaces with that person. Mm-hmm. And so cleaning up anything between you that needs to be cleaned up is just like the thing to do that's an integrity. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Whereas like, because I contemplated moving back to London, I was going to go back to like the biggest city there is. I'm so happy city. you're not. <laughs> I'm, so, like, I'm, like, I'm like, Rachel's one of my core people here. And also like, it's funny, last draft and I had with Rachel, I was like, you're going to be here during rainy season. Like FYI, so people don't know, like rainy season, it gets even more intimate because a lot of people actually leave during this season. I'm not everyone, but a chunk do. Yeah. And like, we're going to be here for it. And it's like, uh, yeah, like the community, like even it being small, like you said, like it gets even smaller. So I think there's going to be a lot of intimacy built within that container. And uh, yeah, just, I'm excited that you're going to be here. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you chose that, but continue where you're going with yeah, that. I, mean, I might not leave my house, but we can text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll have the, the voice notes, the occasional dance floor. We'll see if I can get out of my house. No, I'm, I'm feeling you on that. Like, I'm hoping we'll have spaces to come together. But um, yeah, I don't know, what was I talking about? Just the fact that like, you have to be in integrity. I think that though, there's also a practice that we get to have of discernment. Yeah. about who we're intimate with, even in a community like this. 100%. I love that You don't have to be yeah. intertwined with everyone, even if you see them often. You know, you don't have to go there with every person. I think for me, what, before I go into that, but how I see it, how do you navigate <clears throat> or is your discernment piece with that of who you're doing that with and who you're not doing that with? I just do want to or I don't want to. It's a body feeling. It's very simple. Yes. I love that. I have no mental math going on in my head in SR about <clears throat> needing certain people to approve of me or wanting to be in a certain crowd or I've never had that actually to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. For me, what's been interesting, it's not like uh, I need to fit in here, I need to do this here, like I'm going to discern my intimacy that way. It's, I feel like for me in the past, like I, I feel like me and you are both very social, like I just kind of open up. So it's like actually discerning between like, oh, that's actually okay if like I have that type of dynamic with someone, like maybe I do just see them at dance and we have a little pop in and we're in that energy together. And then there's the people that I actually am like, oh, I desire going deeper with this person. Actually, there's an energetic pull there and, you know, a little bit of trust to build there to go to those deeper and deeper and deeper layers. And maybe, and I'm not seeking this because it hasn't happened yet, but maybe I go deeper and maybe I see that, oh, okay, that's okay. Like maybe I'm not going to those layers or Mm -hmm. levels, right? So I feel like it's um, kind of of a navigation of just, instead of just being like open there of like going to those layers and I feel like wanting to dive all in, Mm -hmm. it's discerning actually like, okay, where am I putting my energy and Mm -hmm. time and investment because that's really precious to me and I feel like everyone else. You know? There's just, yes, and there's just a, still a layer of more responsibility and care than there would be in other places, right? Like London, you can just fade away and never see someone again, and here, like, there's no hiding from someone that you don't necessarily want to go, like, if you're in a dynamic where someone wants to go deeper with you, and you don't want to go deeper with them, it's like, you're going to confront that. A hundred percent. This is the type of area it is, the type of community it is here, and yeah, I think where I want to go with this and ask if you brought it up like two times, I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to go into that a little bit, is talking about commitment and relationships because I feel like me and you both, you know, I'm single right now. You can speak to your situation if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, But like just what you're desiring right now and kind of how you're approaching Mm -hmm. relationship in that way or wherever you want to go with Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I am, I'm dating. I would say dating happily. Yes. Like exploring and, um, my orientation to that has been to be pretty cautious and pretty slow 
which I think is a good move for me anyway. <laughs> so like internally, I'm committed to having a commitment and a partnership. Yeah. And when it comes to each person that I'm exploring with, it's like a much more like light thing, hopefully, because I'm very aware of just the dynamics and the interplay of dating in a small town and the fact that like we're gonna see each other everywhere. Definitely. That we go for a long time, possibly. And so initially, I didn't want to date here at all. I was like, hopefully, some handsome tourists will come and like stay. I don't know. And like come into my web. And, like, yeah, yeah. Be like you, and we'll just simplify things and skip, yeah. all, the, skip all the dating and no sorrow part. Um, but I'm opening my like my my view on that a little bit. I realize that's mm. probably not going to be, mm. might not be what happens. And yeah. so there is this like gray area to navigate with getting to know people and mm. um, just do that in a way that feels self-honoring mm-hmm. and caring towards them as well mm. and negotiating like boundaries and needs and all that. I like. I love that. I feel like there's so much at play within what you just named but I think it's so important because there's going to be so many people that listen to this that can relate of like that's where I'm at mm-hmm. right because like okay yeah you can be committed to sacred there's and to speak on you Sarah there's so many different types and I know we've chatted about this so many different types of commitments like the field here and the array of possibilities of what that looks like is so different compared to each person like you know polyamory is really big here and so is monogamy and sacred unions and single and dating and I mean there's just so many types of dynamics I feel mm-hmm. here and how what people desire but yeah I'm curious like in terms of like mm, commitment of deepest desire you said like partner like is that something mm-hmm. that you're like ooh, my commitment and deepest desire would be a partnership oh yeah yeah and mm-hmm. I think that's so powerful that you name that and this is something that I'm recently claiming for myself mm-hmm. and I'm sharing a little bit about my scenario and I would love if you have anything to riff off that um, but I noticed that I was, this is kind of the chat I've been having with myself recently of going into deepest desires, right? Staying here long-term, long-term place. Also claiming and owning that I do desire partnership, Mm -hmm. sacred union. Mm -hmm. Because for a while I was like, oh, I'm not ready. Yeah, it's been an unraveling because I've been single like seven seven months. So I went through my healing and then that and then starting to get into dating and going into scenarios and exploring. And I'm like, wow, yeah, like to claim that. And there was a part of me that was like almost scared to claim that or express that desire to men specifically. Mm-hmm. I could be talking to you and be like, yeah, yeah, of course I desire partnership mm-hmm. or sacred union. But when it came to expressing that to men or if it's on these apps or whatever the hell it is, someone in person, yeah. there's a part of me that's like, no, like kind of shied away from it and wouldn't express that. Yes. Like, oh yeah, I just, I, I want to explore. And or I would use other languaging. and. Something recently that switched is I was like, no, that's the alignment that I want. And yes, that might, maybe this is a belief system. Mm-hmm. I'm watching how this plays out. We haven't even chatted personal stuff, so this is mm-hmm. kind of someone on the podcast, but watching that might scare, quote unquote, away the wrong, the right person, right? Like that's a good thing because it's out of alignment. But that other human being, I believe, that other man, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever your scenario is is going to actually desire that part, like they desire the partnership too. So then there's exploration of what that could look like. No, that doesn't mean me dating, that I'm like, 
I want to go into this. We need to be dating now. No, no, no. I just desire a partnership, but I can go in to explore a connection to even see if that's the possibility. But I feel like if the alignment's there, that that's where that person's mindset is, that's where their deepest desire too, that that's a really good fucking sign. Mm. And the flip side, for maybe someone not doing the work or someone in a place or someone in trauma response, I feel, this has been a recent experience, that that desire for partnership, right, going into that, like, they'd be like, oh, that feels like pressure, right? Yeah. Let's say. This has been a scenario for me. That's why I'm speaking to it. Mm-hmm. Of like, that feels like kind of pressure, putting this unnecessary thing around, even just trying to explore. It's like, there actually needs to be no pressure right. around that. It's actually, I just desire partnership. That's my deepest desire. Do you desire that? Okay, that's in alignment. We both desire that. Let's just even go and fucking explore this connection and see if there's even a connection. Yeah. And explore and see if that's even a possibility. It doesn't mean that we're going on the first date and that. I, I want partnership right away, right? Uh-huh. So I don't know. This is just like a recent, like, not when it was say epiphany, it's just where I'm at of like really claiming that and not scooting around that term to scare away someone. Yes. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Definitely. You know, you definitely want to be polarizing. Yep. In that. You want yeah, to be polarizing yeah. in all your desires when you're dating, I think. Yeah, yeah. And in and, and matching with clients and in matching with business partners, like, you want to be polarizing. You only want the right people to come in. And so your yeah. desires are your filters, and you really do want to honor that. And I think that with the piece about wanting commitment and how that can feel like pressure, because I've also experienced that being the one who wants commitment and mm-hmm. people coming into my field, men coming into my field and being like, whoa. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this, by the way. I feel like this is just so juicy and so real and yeah. so many people are gonna be like, Thank you for putting yeah. words to this. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have to take responsibility for the way that I was orienting to commitment at the time because there's I think two ways of doing that. There's like, I really desire commitment and that's the vision that I hold and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, that may or may not come up. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that would come up organically or not. Like, mm-hmm. but if you're, if you're, if you're good with that desire and you're mm-hmm. coming from a place of like, this is just what I want and I'm going to get it with someone, maybe not you, but with someone, right. it's a lot different than an energy that I was in, which was, uh, I want commitment and so I also need to be interacting with men who want commitment and they have to be clear about it and it kind of has to be like really easy because they want commitment and like I can't deal with any like hesitation from a man like he just has to want it you know and it was even like you know I would have said yeah it doesn't necessarily mean he wants commitment with me but like uh-huh. there was just a lot of fear it was basically wanting to protect myself from getting hurt and of to minimize course. risk. Do you know how many women can resonate with that? Everyone like, can resonate with that. We all have the protector parts that want to come <laughs> swoop in and the so they're afraid of commitment. It's the same thing, you know? Yeah. So it's the same thing for all of us. Yeah, it's self-protection. And and so if you're if you're holding it as like, well, I need someone who wants commitment. So be ready for it, you know, if you're gonna talk to me. You know? Like, That's an energy, <laughs> right? It's like look at what energy you're in. I feel like the energetics mm-hmm. around it actually transforms mm-hmm. the whole what mm-hmm. we mean by commitment. And I obviously wasn't saying anything so threatening, but it was inside me. There was like a gripping and like a need to see that that person was really commitment friendly or else it wasn't okay for me to right. interact with them. Um, yeah, the reality is that a lot of people are a little bit more like some kind of, um, I don't know. I, I don't know, I'm not gonna actually, I'm not gonna try to generalize because I don't know where most people are. You know, people. Yeah, yeah, w- one, one curiosity I have is what energy has what is this energy that you're speaking of because i know you kind of mentioned it of like a past version of you mm-hmm. what's the energy around that now um i know what i want i know that i'll have it i 
I stayed really focused on that. Mm-hmm. I stayed really focused on that um, desire and vision. And so as I'm dating and seeing people, if their actions or their energy isn't a match for that desire, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like observing that and mm-hmm. holding it loosely and um, being careful not to confront that from a place of reactivity. Mm-hmm. Because if I get reactive, it means that I'm like, obviously I'm in fear. Mm-hmm. And if I'm really anchored in my desire and my trust and my knowing that I will create it through my commitment to it, yeah. then I can approach things if I need to with a lot more care and like um, self-regulation and yeah. calmness in a way that's just a lot more fruitful <laughs> to work through with other people. Mm-hmm. So I think it creates greater opening that I'm interacting with because I'm not gripping and like trying to control their actions or get certain behavior from them so that I feel safe. Right. Yeah, yeah, because we're not doing like the whole micromanage thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just have so much like reverence for you and your experience of what you're sharing right now because I feel like I'm entering portals where this is going to be something that I'm navigating, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know there's so many people in that space and of course, all of us that have gone through heartbreak or been hurt or had something not turn out, like those protector parts can be so strong. It takes a lot of self-regulation, like you talked about, a lot of self-awareness. Something I've always really admired in you, that's even inspired me, and something that I'm anchoring deeper into is that, yeah, like claiming that desire. Like I feel like even when I first met you, you're like, yeah, like I desire a partnership. And you're navigating it the best that you can within the scenarios of, like you said, not micromanaging and having that strong energy where it's like kind of like repelling mm-hmm. right but also being able to express that to if it's men or your friends or whoever it's just like oh that desire is there and not actually like shying away like you're, you're claiming it mm-hmm. you're just navigating your experience of it doesn't mean it's coming tomorrow but it, you know it's going to happen yeah and I think that's just the most beautiful process and I feel like that's an empowered woman yeah you for know? sure I mean I'll just return to what I said at the beginning of this episode or this podcast is like commitment is like the most creative and powerful thing you can do and so if you commit to your desire by claiming your desire then that's kind of it you'll create it yeah it really requires that though from you yeah so if you're like afraid to tell people Mm -hmm. or afraid to put it on like a dating app then you know you're not fully in it so how is that supposed to come to fruition right I think when we claim the deepest desires and really stand in it like that's when these things come into form and I one thing I want to speak before we wrap up is like I do believe you said like the creativity around it and I love that because there can there can be so creative so much creativity around commitment the connotation that society gives us around commitment is very stressful I feel it's very like black and white it's like this forever Uh and this and it's like holy shit, actually, there's a lot of creativity around it. And for me, actually, that's where the most freedom is found because Mm -hmm. you're able to go so deep. You're accessing Mm -hmm. what we were talking about earlier, the layers of intimacy within the commitment of whatever form it's in because you're going there and committing and devoting in that direction, but it gets to be exploratory, it gets to be creative, and you get to experience a lot of layers of intimacy, which you get to find so much freedom in that instead of the surface level. Yeah experience of life there's yeah. depth in commitment yeah t- totally you create new commitment within the commitment commitment to being interesting in a new way or finding something new interesting or uncovering some facet of yourself or your business or your partner yeah. I mean they're all infinite really mm. 
Oh, I love that to end on. Is there anything else around before I ask you the last ending GC questions? Yeah, is there anything else that you feel called to speak on around commitment or anything that you'd want to leave them with around commitment? I just think fear is a good indicator. I don't think it means it's green light, but I think fear is a good thing. So if you feel afraid of your commitment or in your commitment, like, you know, if you followed like the soul thing, yeah. you know if you made the right choice, you really do. And if you're feeling afraid, that's amazing. It's just like the size of your new power. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's so good. And I can relate. I mean, even when I was in this place, I like sat, I told people like, you know, when I did the move and there's a lot of moving energies and emotions within a move, I was sitting up there and I was like, holy fuck, I'm scared. And there's so much power in that. I was like, cool, I'm scared. That's fucking amazing. That's always a signal to me. It's like, actually, because people sometimes want to shut down the fear or why am I feeling the fear? Or like push it away or be like, I'm not in that. But it, that's, that's actually such a present emotion. It's like, how can we play in the fear? How can we be present with it? And there's so much power in that. It's like, damn, like that's a life worth living in like the least cheesy, cheesiest way possible. It's like, you, you know you're doing something right then. So instead of signaling like we're doing the wrong thing by being in fear, it's like, how can we be in it and actually just change our energy and relationship with it, I feel. So fear is power, people, in Rachel's mm -hmm. words. I love it. <laughs> so good. Oh, thank you for that. Wow. Like, so, yeah, we went into the relationships with commitment, lifestyle, business, all of the things. I feel like we hit over so many angles. So thank you for sharing your personal experience in those because some of those I know are like a little vulnerable and a little edgy, but I feel like a lot of people can relate. Um, I always ask some closing juicy questions. So the first one, mm, what is bringing Rachel the juiciest depths of fulfillment in your life right now? Like, what is the thing that you're just like, man, I'm feeling so much juicy fulfillment around right now. And it can be any angle, anything. Literally juicy, growing my booty. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to grow a butt. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying or no? So much joy, I love it so much. Oh man, okay, so like, how is this feeling growing yeah. this butt of yours? I hate going to the gym. I actually don't hate it anymore, it's just like a thing I have to do. Um, I struggle to stuff myself full of protein, but like when I look at my butt in the mirror and I'm like, this is, this is progress, like this is, this is better than before. Oh my God, it's so cute. I'm like, so excited. Oh my gosh, it's I love so it. It's so much fun. What's like the energy the butt's giving you or like the progress on the butt? Um, it's giving like, oh, what does it look like? Do you ever see it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably later, but I mean, no, 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 the energy, like what, what is it, what is it bringing like to your joy? To like yeah. joy, a lot of joy. Oh my God, I fucking love you so much. I like, I never know what's going to come out of people's mouths for mm, these questions and yeah. it just, it's just like the essence that mm -hmm. I'm like, yep. yeah, yeah, we got, we got the booty to figure I out. I never knew I was going to love being a butt girl so much. You know what? But I am now. Speaking from someone that has eh, slightly, I've had gotten the, the cute butt and I have a butt, you know? Um, yeah, butts are fun. Like, I love it's, butts. I, love, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think I love butts and I, it's funny because, I, and I feel like you too. I mean, we both got, we both have boobs, you know, mm, like yeah. everyone has boobs. I know, you know? over-indexed boobs. But, 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 but we've got boobs and I was always like, I'm the boob girl. And I feel like, I, we've chatted about this. Like I literally even had a rumor going around high school once that like, Sarah got a boob job because I, like, I was a boob girl. But now I'm like, I can have boobs and I can have a butt and I get to love butts too, you know? Like, so it's, 
to bring more of you who you are to the table. And it doesn't need to be specifically in business or life or partnership or friendships or whatever, but like what part of you are you like, ooh, I'm bringing this more forward because this is more of all of me. Hmm. That's actually a tough one, I don't know. Um, I wanna say softness only because recently I was like a little upset to receive some reflections that I'm not soft. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm really grateful that you call that out. Yeah. On, um, in the intro here, and if, if, I'm sorry, that's like if anyone who recognizes themselves in that hears me say this, no one would be like, you are soft, you're way harsh. Um, but that's how I interpreted certain things that have been said to me recently, mm-hmm. and I do have a soft side. Yeah, you do. And like, I don't want to share how I'm like bringing that forward, but I can see as, we're, as I'm talking through it that there is a particular place where softness will serve me. And so I'm gonna just work that out. Like, wow. And then once we sat down, like, there was just like a 
we had a breeze of calmness and spirit and divine that came over us. And I was like, wow, this is actually like exactly what this conversation needs to be. And I'm just so grateful I got to have it with you. Like, I don't think there's anyone else I'd rather have a commitment conversation around. Like, I was like, this is it. This is what we're having the podcast on. So just thank you for sharing your personal experiences and your heart and your lived experience. And just, yeah, some of these insights, like your mind, I feel like I love, I love your mind. <laughs> like the way that you see things and stuff and like your perspectives, like it, like soak this in people because yeah, I really see your like depth of knowledge within everything that you're always sharing. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing that with everyone. Thank you, Sarah. You make it so easy to go all over the map with everything. And it's so much fun for me and it's just an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right. I love you guys. See you next week. Mm, I hope you absolutely loved this episode that it was full of juicy wisdom and magic and impact to integrate deeper into your lives, your businesses, and your work on a daily basis. I would absolutely love if you enjoyed this episode. If you could please leave me a review at the bottom and let me know what you took away from this podcast. If you're also feeling called so we can spread more ripples of impact into this world, I would love if you took a screenshot and tagged me on Instagram and let me know what was your biggest takeaway, what do you want to share to spread out into this world. I would appreciate it so deeply. Thank you for being here on this grand adventure of life with me, and I'll see you next time. Sending so much love.